Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. We're going to go on to episode two in our series, The Final Touch, and we're going to move on to the tanning process. And uh, what I was getting at in my introduction, the first episode, Adam, is that uh, I have a client right now who asked me this morning, hey, our tan- the, the tanning service I want is off-site. It's going to require me to drive about 10 minutes. Do you think with traffic where I'm at, this city in California, is it going to be you know, sketchy? What should I do? And these, there, there have been some logistic problems that I have encountered in the last uh, few months with things like that, where tanning services get so busy, they are starting to schedule people at two and three in the morning of a contest. Uh, they're getting behind, and I've seen competitors late for the stage or not even be able to get their final application. So how do you juggle this with clients trying to make this, you know, what I think is a critical decision? Yeah, I, I typically do have my clients try to go with a host tanner, if at all possible. Um, I'll say most of the time with NPC, they're pre-scheduled and pre-organized. So I've never had that happen with the host tanners yet, um, luckily. So, you know, I usually have them schedule with a host. Now, if they need to wake up earlier, we just time their meals a little bit differently on show day. So that won't really change necessarily. Um, anything about the tanning process, but it may change their show day food timing based on when they're waking up. Um, sometimes it kind of helps us if they're up early, we get a nice early look at them and it gives us more time to make changes into the show. But, um, you know, if people are not using the hosts, it, it really is difficult because you know that they run the risk of either being way lighter than everyone or way darker. And uh, especially if it's my only client at that show, it makes me a little bit nervous because then I don't have another competitor there to maybe compare the host tan, which is what almost everyone's going to look like compared to my new client's tan. And uh, darkness is kind of hard to gauge just off of photos because everyone's room lighting is going to be a little bit different. Um, this is one of the reasons I actually prefer to be there is uh, just I can physically see, I can see how dark other competitors look. And uh, I might even ask a client, hey, like if you're feeling light, see if you can get a photo next to somebody who's darker than you. And I can see how much darker that looks and uh, should they go in for a second, third or fourth coat at that point. I think it's a really good point on the fact that it is a, a, quite, quite a variable if you're going to do it yourself. And so I have seen clients who just totally miss the mark. You know, they're too light. They're not quite as even. But when they nail it, um, it can be a unique outlier because, like you said, for good or bad, if everybody's using the same host tanning agency, then, you know, it, it, they'll, they'll look fine. They'll look like they belong on that lineup. But if you're a notch better because you're doing it yourself, you know, good for you. It's going to make a difference. If you're a little bit worse, then you're probably going to stand out that way. So, again, that's why it's such a gamble. Uh, are, are there any particular self products that you like more than others? Because, you know, my clients who have done this themselves, and, and I, I do agree with you, if, if, the, if the on-site host tanning company is great, then just, just take that off of your plate. Just let somebody else do it for you, and it's great. But... I, I do have some clients who do well on their own, and I'm just curious if you've seen differences in the different uh, brands of products to be used. Yeah, I've definitely always liked Protan. The application pro process seems really easy. 
Um, I've actually done it um, in the past for myself. And I've had tons of clients use Protean and they have a really nice step-by-step -step process. Um, you, they do everything from skin prep to, you know, putting the application on with uh, step-by-step formulas as well. And they kind of give you a guide on how to use everything. And there's tons of YouTube videos out there. So I think that that one's the most consistent because they pour a lot of time and energy into a, uh, providing you with instructions with the formula, which is really nice. So they've always been a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. And I know most places now are completely kind of banning dream tan. So we won't even necessarily go there, but uh, how about the, uh, the question of whether to tan your face? Uh, if you're not using a, a host tanner and you're doing this yourself, uh, I, I know women can try and match makeup, you know, with the tan, but, uh, but, uh, it, it sometimes is very odd if, if a, let's go with a guy, for example, the face is just really, really dark, or if their face is totally white, like they didn't even touch it. I've seen some weird things on a stage. Yeah, it's actually funny you mentioned that because uh, more and more at the higher level, I've actually had my guys go in for makeup and a lot of times they're pretty hesitant about that. But, you know, I would say you can go a little bit darker, well, a little bit, uh, you can get a little bit of a spray on the face, but not much. Um, you, you definitely don't want it to be as dark as your body. And then the worst thing that ever happened to me, Joe, is uh, one of my blondes went in for spray tan and they, they made her face as dark or if not darker than her body. And I mean, it looked like she had just went through an assembly line and somebody slapped the blondest wig on top of this like super dark face. It did not look natural at all. Like it looked so bizarre. <laughs> you, you mentioned something last uh, episode about using Dawn and baking soda for is, is that to just remove more oil and, and create more, or I should say less of an acidic, more of an alkaline base to your skin? Like how, how would you do that? Is this something you shower with? Yeah, you just uh, pre-mix it. Um, a lot of people will use like an old like butter container, something like that, and they'll mix the Dawn dish soap with the uh, with the baking soda. Um, I I can post the recipe in our uh, in our link here um, in the description for you guys because uh, you definitely want certain ratios. And I don't remember what that is off the top of my head, but we'll post that for you guys so you have something to go home with. And uh, it does, it balances the pH and uh, it definitely helps take some oil off the skin, which is always nice because then the tan obviously adheres a little bit better. I'm really interested in that. So, so this is really strange, a total, total sidebar, but my wife will mix Dawn dishing soap or just any dish soap with equal parts of vinegar and use that for showers, for soap scum. And I mean, without any scrubbing whatsoever, I mean, it will take everything off of your shower. It's, it's amazing. So I'm interested to see, I'm going to, I'm going to ask her about this and because she also owns a body product company. She does skincare products with essential oils and so forth. So I'm going to, I'm going to look into that too. And maybe I'll have something to, uh, to post, but good stuff. All right, guys, we're going to move on to episode three. We'll see you next time in contest prep university as we continue in our series, the final touch.